Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for September 18th, 2023. My name is Chris, I'm your host. It's a parade inside my city, yeah! They wrote me off, I ain't right back though. That's the problem, I ain't right back, let's go. And on today's episode, we're going to be going over the Cowboys and Jets games. The Cowboys win 30-10. to 10. Uh, It was a great game, no doubt about it. Uh, but before we get into the episode, uh, if you guys haven't already, please make sure to like the video. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show and leave a five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. But uh, without further ado, let's get into the episode. So I think that this was a really good performance on both sides of the ball, both offensively and defensively. I think that there's some things that they need to to fix on both sides of the ball. Nothing like crazy or anything, but just some just some slight adjustments to get them to that next level in where they want to be on both sides of the ball. Um, overall, I mean, like when you look at this game, to me. I felt like the Cowboys won this game on Monday night when Aaron Rodgers went out. I think that this would have definitely have been a different game if Aaron Rodgers would have played in this game. I still think the Cowboys get the job done. I mean, I understand that Aaron Rodgers is the Cowboys boogeyman, but I I still think, and you want to know what, this is what I will say. I think that the Cowboys pass rush has more success against Aaron Rodgers than it did against Zach Wilson, because here's the thing. Where the Cowboys struggled when it came to Zach Wilson is when he got out of the pocket. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a mobile quarterback, right? Like, he's really good with his footwork within the pocket. Uh, Those are some things that he's always been known for. But overall, he's kind of that old mold of quarterback to where he's a guy who's going to stand in the pocket and do things like that. You know what I'm saying? He's not a Zach Wilson type where he'll escape the pocket and he can use his legs as a weapon. That's not what Aaron Rodgers is. So I think that the pass rush would have actually have been more successful against Aaron Rodgers than it would have been versus Zach Wilson. Now, don't get it twisted. There are some throws that I think Aaron Rodgers would have made uh, that Zach Wilson wouldn't have made. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that this team was better with Zach Wilson than it was with Aaron Rodgers, because that's just not the case. But I still think that the Cowboys probably get the job done if they're playing Aaron Rodgers. I think that this defense is just too good. And, um, you know, they were playing at a, a very high level here against the Jets, no doubt about it. So, um, I mean, look, it does suck that Aaron Rodgers didn't play this game. I'm sorry. Like, I want to play the best guys. And the reason why I want to play the best guys is because I want this team to be challenged, right? So when they get into the postseason, when they got to go up against quarterbacks like Jared Goff and Jalen Hurts and and the other characters in the, the conference, Brock Purdy, they can have that built-up confidence like, yeah, these dudes... Well, we could beat these dudes. This is nothing to us. You want to know why? Because we beat some of the best quarterbacks of all time. You know what I'm saying? They beat Brady last year in the playoffs. If they would have beaten Rodgers today, yeah, in our last four games, we beat Brady and Rodgers. We feel really good about ourselves. We feel really good about ourselves. 
So overall, I mean, both sides of the ball, like, because I'm going to get more in depth with the offense here, but I feel like the offense had a really good day as well. You know, um, I'll, I'll save some of this for more of the offensive talk. But, I mean, just on both sides of the ball, I don't see how you can necessarily complain about this performance. Again, there's things to fix on both sides of the ball that I'll get into uh, when we go more in-depth with both of these uh, units. But as an overall team, I I mean, it's hard to say that this team isn't a top two team in the NFL, wherever you want to put them, whether you want to put the the San Francisco 49ers before them. I don't see how. You want to know what's funny to me? Like People are like, it's a consensus that the 49ers are the best team in the league. The Cowboys just won 40 to nothing yesterday, uh, uh, last week. Like They were saying this last week, like, oh, this is a consensus that the 49ers are the best team in the league. Like I never really understood that because... Uh, the steel or the the Forty ers beat the Steelers by twenty three points, right? The Cowboys beat the Giants by forty points. So the differential between the two teams and how much they won by was seventeen points. The Cowboys won by forty. The Giants or the um uh, uh the Forty ers won by twenty three. Like a seventeen point win for a team in the NFL is a blowout, and that was the differential from what the Cowboys did to the Giants compared to what the 49ers did against the Steelers. So the fact that it was consensus to me was fucking stupid. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you. I'm just going to be 100%. I'm, I'm not going to hold it back. Um, the, uh, to me right now, I don't think there's a better team in the league. I just don't think that there is a better team on both sides of the ball than Dallas. They play complementary football on both sides of the ball. And that's my overall takeaway from the game just from a team perspective. So let's get into the offense. So let's start off with the quarterback, Dak Prescott. Very efficient day in the office, 31 for 38, 255 yards, 6.7 yards per attempt, two touchdowns, no interception, and a passer rating of 112.3. He also, and by the way, if you still uh, like quarterback ratings, Dak Prescott is actually first in the league in quarterback ratings. So this whole notion that Dak Prescott hasn't been playing good so far this season, even after he completed 81% of his passes against the New York Jets, one of the best defenses in the league. But I guess they're not a good defense anymore. I guess they're not a good defense. That's what people are going to tell me. That's what people are going to try and tell you. No, this is a really good defense that did a lot of good things against a really good quarterback in Josh Allen. And Dak Prescott went out there and he was surgical against his team. No doubt about it. He was surgical against the Jets. And I wish I was here on Friday. I had some things that I had to do on Friday. That's why there wasn't a podcast on Friday. But I wish I was here because I would have told you the way the Cowboys played against the Jets on offense is the way that you have to uh, uh, play against the Jets. First reads there, take it. Don't even don't even bother getting to your second read because it might not be there. Your second and third reads might not be there. But that's kind of a West Coast thing, right? That's kind of a Brian Schottenheimer thing. Yo, if the first read's open, don't waste time. Get it to your first read. That's what Dak Prescott did. You know, the Jets are a team. It's difficult to make plays happen down the field. So what did the Cowboys do? Okay, you're going to give us this flat. We'll take that flat. You're going to give us a slant. We'll take that slant. You want to give us this out? We'll take that out. You want to give us the dig? We'll take the dig. And that's what they did. We took what the defense gave us. And against a defense like that, that's exactly what you want to do. I could have told you this on Friday if I was here, and I'm honestly upset that I'm not, that I wasn't. I had some things to do. I'm sorry. This is the way you needed to play to beat the, the Jets. And by the way, I talked about this on my TikTok. I talked about it. If you want to beat the Jets, you got to take what they give you. 
Because this is a defense. They do not give up big plays. They don't. This is a really good defense. If you hold on to the ball long enough to make a big play, there's a very good chance that somebody uh, uh, in their front four is going to get to the quarterback. Or if you're able to get a ball off, it's probably not going to be a clean look because of how good this secondary is. This defense has given uh, uh, some of the best quarterbacks in the league problems. They've given them absolute problems. This this defense is an absolute unit that the Jets have. And Dak Prescott was surgical out there. And Mike McCarthy called a tremendous game. The Cowboys are better under Mike McCarthy than they are Kellamore. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. The Cowboys under Mike McCarthy are better than the Cowboys under Kellamore as a play caller. They, we're not going to debate this. And the reason why is this. Look. It is not a bad thing to be honest about your quarterback. Dak Prescott's a really good quarterback. I've argued that he's a top five quarterback. I mean, right now, this season, I I, I think he looks like a top five quarterback. But if you don't want to, if you don't look at him as highly as I look at him, that's fine. I understand that. Top 10, no doubt about it. There is nothing wrong about being honest about your quarterback and understanding the player that he is. Dak Prescott is not a Patrick Mahomes type. He's not a Josh, uh, yeah, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert type to where they can make tremendous plays happen with their arm. He doesn't have that type of arm talent. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you and say that he does. But where Dak Prescott succeeds is how he reads defenses pre-snap, how he's able to read them post-snap. He reads defenses very well. He's a very accurate quarterback. He's on time. He can play well within structure, but he also plays well out of structure when you need to move him out of the pocket and make plays. He does a very good job with that. So there's nothing wrong with understanding, okay, this is what my quarterback is, and this is the offense that I have to uh, uh, make, or that I, this is the scheme that I have to run to get the most out of my quarterback because this is what he's really good at. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not Justin Herbert. He's not these guys that can make, like I said, that can make tremendous plays happen with their, their arms. But that's fine. Dak Prescott, I'm going to say this right now. If he keeps this up, he's going to be better than 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 uh, Allen and Herbert. He's not going to be better than Mahomes. I'm sorry, but like when you look at the top quarterbacks in the league, I don't think anybody's really separated themselves as the definitive second best quarterback in football. But if Dak Prescott keeps this up and can play like this against this defense, come on, man, he, he he's got to be in consideration for that. That's how well I think he's going to play this season. And and so far throughout two games, no interceptions. I mean, I understand he had that bad read uh, towards Sauce Gardner. That should have been an interception. I'm just going to be 100% honest, but that, that should have been an interception. That was a terrible read by Dak Prescott. And that's kind of my thing with Dak Prescott, right? I, I, I sung his praises. I think he's a really good quarterback, right? All those things that I say are true. One of my problems with Dak is he'll have 15 to 20 Excellent. And when I mean excellent, excellent reads in a row. And then he'll have a, 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 what I call a what the fuck read. Like, Dak, what the fuck was that, man? Like, why are you throwing the ball? Uh, to, now, granted, I have to watch it all 22 and see what happened on that particular play. They didn't show a wide view of the play. So I'm just going off what I saw from the broad, broadcast view. You know, why are you making that read? I, I, I don't understand that. So again, I'm going to have to watch it on the, the wide view because it's it's hard to get a, a good view of what happened on the broadcast view, especially when they don't pan it out and show us what happened. But Sauce Gardner should have intercepted that. No doubt about it. 
I'm going to give Dak, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold him accountable for that. And, and you want to know what? Dak's going to hold himself accountable for that. He's going to see that play and he's going to be like, I can't make that read. There's no doubt about it. I can't make that read. And then there was a throw that he missed to Ferguson. I'm not necessarily worried about that. I, I see Dak Prescott make that throw in his sleep. Uh, all throughout the course of his career, I've seen Dak Prescott throw that corner route exactly where it needs to be. Um, I think it's more of a uh, timing thing with him and Jake Ferguson. Um, but honestly, I mean, Dak Prescott just overthrew him. It is what it is. I Again, I've seen Dak make that throw in his sleep. I'm not worried about that. Um, let's talk about something that people are worried about. It's the red zone offense. Guys, I want to steal something from a, a specific individual that should have been playing in this game. Okay, I'm just going to tell you guys this. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Relax, 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 guys, relax. Okay, I get it. They, they, you know, they needed to cash in on some of the opportunities that they got in the red zone. I'm going to play it again. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Relax, 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 relax. Okay, here's the thing, right? This is week two in a brand new offense. Did you guys expect it to be perfect? I mean, granted, at the end of the day, this team won by 20 points. And I I, I get it. It's Zach Wilson, this, then, the third. I, I All the excuses, I get it. You want to make excuses for why this team won games. I get it. I, I understand it. But at the, at the end of the day, guys, yes, they need to execute better in the red zone. But at the same time, I feel like there were times when they were in the red zone where they were just like, look, we're going to kick a field goal here because Mike McCarthy understood the flow of the game. What type of game is this? And the type of game that this was is if we just kick field goals and keep building that lead and not put our quarterback in harm's way, we'll be good. That's not a bad thing, guys. I Because I, I, I know there's going to be somebody coming. Oh, well, well, if you're saying that they shouldn't pick, uh, uh, you know, they shouldn't put their quarterback in harm's way, is that saying that you don't, believe in the quarterback no that's that's not saying that whatsoever okay and here if you if you want to comment that this is my response to you shut up bitch okay look in that specific situation the only way you are going to turn that game in the favor of your opponent is by throwing the ball to them and where is it easiest to throw the ball to the other team in the red zone? Why? Because the windows are far more condensed in the red zone than they are in the open field. It just is what it is. That I mean, that is the reality of the situation, especially against that defense with those defensive backs and that pass rush. Hand the ball off, put points on the board. And this is what Mike McCarthy meant when he said that he didn't want to light up the scoreboard because they could have lit up the scoreboard here. They could have lit up the scoreboard in this game if they wanted to, but you didn't need to. We're up. We have a big lead. The only way this game turns around is if we give them the ball. Let's make sure we don't give them the ball. Hand the ball off. Take the three points. And honestly, there was a time where they, sh- there were two times where they should have scored in the red zone. Dak was off with the throw, and then there was the holding call on Tyron Smith and that, that negated a Tony Power touchdown. But I mean, I get it. Look, the red zone offense wasn't great. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat him and tell you that it was great. But I think some of that had to do with Mike McCarthy being more conservative because they had such a big lead and the quarterback on the other side of the ball really didn't threaten them that much. And two, 
I think that, you know, they are a bit off due to the fact that this is a new offense. Guys, you do realize that you don't want to play your best football week two, right? Like you want to play your best football in January and February. That's when you want to play your best football. And yes, the Cowboys right now are not playing their best football, but they're not playing their best football and they have outscored their opponents 70 to 10. They're 2-0 and right now and they're not playing their best football. You know, like Philly talks about like, oh, we're not playing our best football right now. Yeah, well, you guys like don't look good. <laughs> like the Cowboys look really good and I can look at them and say, there are some things that they need to tighten up on is what it is. You know, so um, I'm not necessarily worried about the red zone offense. Um, let's talk about the rushing attack. Uh, Tony Pollard, he had, a, he had a pretty solid game, 25 carries for 72 yards. Uh, Rico Dowdle, seven carries for 26 yards. Deuce Vaughn, three carries for 16 yards. Dak Prescott had six carries in this game. Wow. For 14 yards. Uh, Kevante Turpin had uh, two carries for six yards. Peyton Hendershot, one carry for zero yards. They combined for 44 carries, 134 yards, three point, just three yards uh, per attempt. So, I mean, look, again, it's a really good defense. They defend their run very well. They're good on on the the first level with their defensive line and the second level with their linebackers. They even have guys on the third level that can come up and make plays in the run game as well. There were some there were some nice runs that they had where they broke away. I think Dak Prescott did a really good job changing some blocking assignments on a specific run. That one big powered run, I think he did a really good job pre snap of, of changing some things around and getting uh you know uh, uh, getting a good look for power there in the open field. Um, <sighs> Run game as a whole, I'm, I'm not necessarily worried about that either, to be honest with you. Rico Dowdle had some really nice runs today. I'm not going to lie to you guys. He had some really nice runs today. I looked at him and I was like, yeah, that looks like Isaiah Pacheco out there. Like Rico Dowdle has shown us why the Cowboys have said, yeah, we're going to wait for this guy. Like, all right, yeah, he's injured again. We'll give him another chance next year. Because, I, you know, I think this guy can be a very solid number two back for this team. And no doubt about it, he's better than Malik Davis. Just a better football player than Malik Davis. So shout out to Rico uh, Dowdle. Shout out to Tony Pollard. Deuce Vaughn did some things as well with that. Um, he had that one really nice screen pass uh, that they had from. Let me see how much that went for. Uh, I don't know how long. 11 yards. That's that's how long it went. It was 11-yard screen pass that they had to Deuce Vaughn. Uh, Love the play call, by the way. Really did. Deuce Vaughn should have had a first down. There was a play that Dak Prescott hit him in the flat. If Deuce Vaughn catches that in stride, it's a first down. And and honestly, he he bobbled the catch. So, you know, I, I didn't necessarily blame that one on Dak Prescott. Jake Ferguson had a touchdown. Luke Schoonmaker had a touchdown. Uh, things that you just love to see. Right, the cow and 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 they had two passing touchdowns. Dak had two passing touchdowns this game. One went to Ferguson, the other one went, went to uh, Schoonmaker. So, you know, the tight ends are getting busy, no doubt about it. I want to talk about that C.D. Lamb play where he had the fumble. I'm going to get into C.D. Lamb here in a second. And Tower Biotic did a really good job of recovering that fumble. Shout out to Tower Biotic. That was an effort play. Uh, this is the second week in a row where Tower Biotic uh, recovered a fumble for this offense. So, you know. Good, good stuff from him. C.D. Lamb had an excellent game, guys. Excellent game. 11 receptions for 143 yards on 13 targets. <laughs> what more can you ask for? C.D. Lamb is going to be a top five receiver by the end of the season. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I, I, I honestly believe people are going to start to look at him like that um, towards the end of the season. He had 77 yards last week, 143 yards this week. He's doing it, man. 
He's doing it. And he had that incredible catch where he went up for it and landed on his shoulders. Like, man, dude, that was that was legit. That was legit. CDOM is really blossoming into one of those guys. And and guys, mind you, the Cowboys did all of this without Brandon Cooks and Tyler Smith. The Cowboys did this against this defense with Brandon Cooks and Tyler Smith not playing. And one thing I want to touch on when it comes to Dak Prescott before I get to the defense, 81% of his passes, he completed 81% of his passes, guys. Do you understand how good that is in the NFL on 38 throws to complete 81% of your passes? In the NFL, with that many attempts, completing that high of a percentage, it's hard to complete 70% of your throws on that many attempts in the NFL Against that type of defense, Dak Prescott completed 81% of his passes. Now, a lot of that is the West, I wouldn't say a lot of that. Some of that is the West Coast uh, offense where you're going to get these high completion percentages, no doubt about it. But like, it's incredibly hard to complete that high percentage of passes. 70% is a really good completion percentage, which by the way, Dak Prescott completed 70%, 70 plus percent of his passes in eight of the 14 games that he played in last year. You know, like, think about that. Um, so the people who don't think Dak Prescott's an accurate quarterback, just, you, you want to know what? Shut up, bitch! Because you're annoying, and you're wrong, and you continue to be wrong. So, you know, it is what it is. So, let's move on to the defense. Let's talk about the defense. So, one thing that I got to say that I, I don't love what I saw from the defense is that Garrett Wilson could have had about 150 yards and, like, three touchdowns in this game. I'm just going to be real with you guys. Like Garrett Wilson was getting off on Trayvon Diggs. Um, and, and you want to know what? One thing that I don't necessarily love from the Cowboys is they play that single high safety and they play man, man coverage on the outside. You're asking a lot of your corners. And I get it. This is the best cornerback duo in the league, in my personal opinion. But you're, you're going to be asking a lot of your corners when that's the case. And, and especially in this league with as many talented receivers as there are. <sighs> You're asking a lot from your corners doing that, that single high with the man coverage on the outside. Now, granted, Malik Hooker has tremendous range. Uh, he had, you know, that one play that Zach Wilson underthrew, I believe it was Garrett Wilson again, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And Malik Hooker had that interception. That was tremendous range by Hooker. So, you know, um, Malik Hooker playing really well after getting that contract extension. He played really well last week as well. I think that, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is Malik Hooker's second interception. Let me make 100% sure. I think that's his second interception on the season. Because I, No, it's not. No, that's his first interception. I thought he had one against the Giants. I thought he, I mean, eh, I, I was wrong on that. It is what it is. Um, I thought he had one on the Giants. But, you know. Let me talk about Micah Parsons is so good, man. Micah Parsons is so damn good. I mean, the guy had what two sacks, like eleven pressures, a forced fumble. Uh, you know, where is this guy deficient in his game? You know, like the Cowboys don't drop him back in coverage because that would just be stupid of them to do that because of how good of a pass rusher he is. But if he wanted to drop back in coverage, I think he'd be he'd be really good in doing that as well as a linebacker. Um, But you know. The guy just disrupts games. Like when you go into a game, offenses are looking at Micah Parsons and saying, like, yo, that dude over there, we got to make sure this dude get, doesn't get off. Because if he gets off, it's going to be a long day. 
It's going to be a long day for us if this dude gets off. But, you know, um, he got off yesterday. I mean, two sacks is, is, is incredible in a game. And it's not just what Micah Parsons is doing for himself. It's what Micah Parsons is doing for his teammates as well uh, that you see. But, I mean, like, you know, we go back to Micah Parsons and his game. Incredible pass rusher. Very good against the run. You know, he had that forced fumble, uh, you know, on Dalvin Cook when he was defending the run. And to be honest with you, I don't even think that, like, I think the Jets can run the football efficiently. But they just didn't get the opportunity to yesterday because of how good the Cowboys' offense was with putting a big lead on them, which forced them to throw the football more. So, I mean, that's what happens. You have an offense that complements a defense. And, and, you know, but the defense played well just individually. And, you know, I don't think it was all because of the offense. I wouldn't say that at all. Um, Damone Clark, I need to see more than one tackle from you, though, bro. Like, I'm looking at this on the statute. I got to see more than one tackle from you. Uh, so far this season, if I'm going to be honest with you guys, he's kind of been a little bit disappointing. He's kind of been a little bit disappointing so far. I thought that this guy was going to take the next step. He kind of just looks like the same guy from last year, if I'm being honest with you. Um, let's see who else there was. Um, there was somebody that I wanted to talk about. Um, Dante Fowler, that was the guy. Dante Fowler looks really good. Like, really good as a pass rusher. He is so quick off the edge. Um, and I think that he's just a really good pass rusher just individually. Like, whether Micah Parsons is playing or not, this guy can win one-on-one. Uh, he's he's so damn quick coming off that edge. It's it's so hard for those bigger tackles like Becton and Dwayne Brown who don't have the quickest feet to you know, uh, get a hold of this guy because of how fast he is coming off the edge. So he's another guy that's, you know, in this rotation that I don't think people are necessarily giving him enough credit to. Oso Digizua, can we talk about this guy, man? Can we can we talk about this guy? That's what I'm talking about! That's why he's the MVP! That's why he's the GOAT! The GOAT! Man, Oso Digizua is playing some really good football right now. He's going to be one of those guys by the end of the season that you look at as like a Jeffrey Simmons type player. That's how good this guy is. That is how good Oso Dizu is. You know, uh, Rome from Cowboys Fan Talk put on Twitter that he thinks, you know, Osa is better than, than Jalen Carter. And like a bunch of people were calling him delusional for saying that. My question to the people who call him delusional for saying that is like, are you watching these games? Oso Dizu has been fantastic this year. Whatever you ask of this guy to do, rush the passer, he can do that. Be stout against the run, he can do that. There's nothing this guy can't do as a defensive tackle. He's going to be one of those household names by the end of the season. He's going to be one of those guys that you talk about as one of the best defensive tackles in football. He's going to have seven sacks this year, I think. At least, at least seven sacks. He's already damn near halfway there. and We only played two weeks and he's halfway there. Just just incredible stuff to say. Powerful. He can move uh, interior offensive linemen back with his power, but he's really quick as well. If he wants to blow them off the ball and, and get to the backfield like that, he can do that. So many things this guy can do. So, um, you know, to me right now, the two best players on this defense have been Micah Parsons and it's been kind of a tie with Osa and Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence is playing tremendous as well. Demarcus Lawrence is playing really good football as well. But Osa, man, Osa is just playing at such a high level, man. Both of them recorded a, a tackle, a tackle for loss yesterday. 
Micah Parsons had three tackles for loss, by the way, yesterday, which is in, in, incredible. But overall, tremendous uh, effort from the defense, and you know th- this is a unit to be to be looking out for, man. This is this might be the best defense in the league. Might them and the 49ers are are, are battling with that, but I think the Cowboys are averaging five points a game on defense with two games in the books. That's that's incredible stuff. But thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you guys haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like button and subscribe. I'd greatly appreciate that. For this on, listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, wherever you may be listening to this at, um, please make sure to leave a review and follow the show. And by the way, I wasn't here on Friday. I'm sorry. I got a lot going on. <laughs> I have a whole lot going on. That's why I wasn't here on Friday. And, and I'm kind of upset that I didn't get to preview this game because I would have told you that the type of offense the Cowboys played on Sunday is exactly how you beat this Jets defense. Game plans are going to be fluent and that should have been the game plan for for, for yesterday. And that was the game plan. So uh, kudos to the offense and uh Yeah, I hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, We're starting out the week. I'm actually off today. It's Monday. I'm off. I'm enjoying these uh, Mondays that I have off. But uh, yeah, I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.